Welcome to Legal Ease with JBP, a bi-monthly podcast coming to you with legal insight on current cases, frequently asked questions, and all things JBP. Hi everyone, it's Andrea here and welcome to episode three of Legal Ease with JBP. We have a very special guest with us today, the Pepin of our Jorgensen, Brownell and Pepin, Miss Rebecca Pepin herself. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. So, Rebecca, as you know, it's that time of year again. Parents are looking at their calendars, at their emails, for updates with all of the back-to-school information. I feel like we're just being inundated. Every store, wherever we go, it's all back-to-school, back-to-school. Now, for some parents, including myself, um, this tends to be more of a stressful time of year as they're having to communicate and coordinate with another parent who does not reside in the same home, or even oftentimes is referred to as their co-parent. Back to school and co-parenting can often go off without a hitch, or it can be a very difficult time for some people. And we wanted to discuss some of our recommendations to make this transition as smooth and successful as possible. So we're going to just dive right on in. Rebecca, you're part of maybe one of the brain thinkers here of our family law division. So what would you say are some of your recommendations or tips for our listeners who are experiencing this transition this time of year? Absolutely. And this is one of the times of year where family law attorneys get a lot of calls. And we get a lot of calls with things such as the other side didn't pay their share of the school supplies, the other side didn't take the kids to this event, or it's my turn to take the kids, the other side wants to go. And what I would remind you all is this is not your back to school, this is your children's back to school. So we really want to focus on the children when trying to figure out how we can do this the best way possible. The other thing to remember is you cannot control anyone else's behavior. So don't worry about trying to fix the other person's behavior. If they're shooting you nasty emails, if they're showing up to events or not showing up to events, just really focus on what your behavior is and how you can make that work the best. Now, not everyone has a contentious relationship. So if you don't, I would say, you know, talk to the other party and see if you two can agree on some arrangements I'll take the child out to get the backpack. Will you pick up the school supplies or vice versa? Those are fun things to do. It's fun to go back to school shopping with your child. Well, unless you has, your child has a meltdown, like mine sometimes did in the middle of the shopping store. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, making it something, making it an event. And so finding a way that you can share that with the other person. The other person can do the back to school shoes or the other person can do, you know, something else. And I know when you're exchanging um, costs and you're trying to keep track of who's paying what, sometimes it helps if you both just sort of split the list and that way you don't have to deal with it. It is really important to remember in your communication that keeping your communication similar to how you would communicate in a business situation. And there's an author out there named Bill Eddy who writes a book titled Biff, B-I-F-F, and that Communication is brief, informative, factual, and friendly. If you can keep all your communications like that, it seems to help. We have a number of other tips for back to school. I would say not only talking to the other parent, but talk to your children. 
What are you excited about? Ask some open-ended questions. If I ask you, what are you excited about? I'm probably going to hear something that you're excited about for school. If I ask you, what are you scared of? What are you nervous about? Uh, What do you think you're going to do if your best friend doesn't show up? Then I'm going to create some anxiety in you because you're now thinking about all those bad things. So I would suggest try to keep it excited. Try to keep it a positive Even if something has happened where you're not so excited about this specific back-to-school year, try to make it a good one for your children. Also, giving your children some choices helps the child to feel empowered. So if you know your school has uniforms and perhaps you have a solid-colored shirt, you can say, you know what, the uniform is a solid-colored shirt. We're stuck with that. But you get to choose. Would you like a blue, a red, a maroon, a green? Something so that they feel like they've made some decisions. Of course, there are always the back-to-school events like you talked about, where you're going to maybe go and the other person is going to be there. My suggestion for that, whether you get along well or you don't, is you don't have to be next to each other at all times. You don't have to stand side by side, even though you're that child's parents. But the child can observe your behavior. So when you see the other parent, smile say hello. If you can think of something that is positive to say, wow, the classroom sure is pretty. Saying something positive to the other parent is a good way of showing the child that you're at peace and there's a peaceful relationship there. What some children have told judges is silence is deafening. So if you think, oh, I'm doing just a fine job here because I'm not talking to the other side, Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean for the child that you're doing a great job because the child can recognize that you're choosing not to look at, talk to, or do anything else with the other party. And that's not necessarily good for your child. So polite words, an easy smile, a hello. You don't have to get into deep conversations. And in fact, that's not the time for deep conversations, but something polite. There, it's really good to talk to the teachers to say hello, but please remember at these back-to-school nights, these ice cream socials, these whatever else, your teacher has probably already put in a full day getting their classroom together. They've probably sat through multiple hours of meetings that they can't see the purpose to, and now they're here to be social and say hello, and their real goal is to say hello to the children and make sure that the children are comfortable. This is not the time for you to lay out your family problems or your issues in the divorce, or your communication concerns. This is just your time to say hello, to smile, and to tell the teacher that your child is looking forward to being in the class. Yeah. And I mean, I certainly love this point. I'm in um, myself, I'm, I'm a step parent. So I get to co-parent um, and assist, you know, my husband in his co-parenting relationship. And, you know, not everything is always as easy as we would like it to be, but we're definitely in such a really great place right now in our relationship. And I really do love that point because, you know, you were a teacher previously, Rebecca, you get how this, the dynamics and different situations, you know, being an attorney or being a teacher, it's not like you have to go to back to school night and stand in the middle of the room and just blurt out, just so you know, we're not together, but we co-parent and it's okay. Um, I love that point because you don't want to feel, make the other person feel uncomfortable. And you also kind of want to find the right opportunity to maybe communicate that in an effective way to the teacher, just so that way 
you know, we, you want to make them aware of that situation, but maybe back to school and it is not the most ideal situation to be doing that to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. After 10 years in practice, I took six years off and I substitute taught for a bit and then I taught preschool. And what I can tell you is that teachers want to find a way to include both parents and they want to find a way to communicate with both of you. Back to school night is not the time to do it. What I would suggest is either before back to school night or shortly after back to school night, you send the teacher an email saying, thank you so much. Either I'm looking forward to meeting you on back to school night or I enjoyed meeting you on back to school night. Uh, Say something positive about the classroom. Teachers spend a lot of time making those (laughs) happy for the children. And then say, I would really like to be involved. Um, Maybe, you know, here's my parenting schedule. I only have the children on Fridays, so I may not see the whole week, but I understand I have them on testing day, or I have the children every other day, or whatever it is, give them that information and say, but I'm available to be helpful and to talk to you at any time. Here's my email, here's my phone number, and then ask, what would the best way be for me to communicate with you so that you felt comfortable that you'd shared whatever I need to know and that you don't feel harassed or overburdened in that communication. For me, each year when I met the divorced parents, I actually had a letter because I had been doing law for 10 years. I had a letter I sent out saying, I will try to include you both. I send a weekly email. If you change your email and don't tell me, you're not getting it. So, you know, here are the things that I need to be able to communicate well with you. For many teachers, email is better. I would always list a phone number where they can call you because if somebody had a really bad day, that's usually a phone call. And then wait a month. If you don't receive an email from the teacher in a month, send a quick email. Hey, my child thinks the first month of school went great. How are you doing? Is there anything you need from me? If you have a concern, put the concern in there. Please don't wait until back to school night or parent-teacher conferences. If you have a concern, put it out there as soon as you have it so that the teacher can address it. And if necessary, a real meeting can be set for you. Parent-teacher conferences, those 20 minutes back to back to back, are not the time to divulge that your child you know, feels completely left out and has no friends or doesn't understand anything that you've been teaching. Those need longer meetings and they need to be scheduled directly with the teacher. There are a lot of other things you can do to have your child have a successful year. And I would say to the best of your ability, attend events. If you and your ex are at the same event and you get along, great, sit next to each other. If you don't get along, don't sit next to each other. But again, silence is deafening. So you smile and you say hi and you go about your way. If your mother loves to come to volleyball games, but your mother glares at the opposing party, tell her that until she learns not to glare at the other party, she doesn't get to come to volleyball. That's your child's place to shine. Your child shouldn't have to deal with the stress of you or your extended family in that. Um, Create a calendar. There are a lot of different website programs now where you can share calendars. Google calendars is easy. Um, There's also our family wizard, there's talking parents, number of different ways to have a calendar where you can share it. So you can all put the activities on there. You don't win a prize if you sneak off and you go to the school event that the other side didn't know about. 
but you will win a prize with the court if the other side didn't know about an event and you notified them. So it's all in showing that you can support the relationship between the other parent and the child. Uh, make sure that your child's medical status and your emergency forms are up to date. Both parents should be the first people on the emergency list. After that, and only after that, do we list significant others, neighbors, friends, but make sure that both of you know who the emergency people are and that the emergency people have both parents' phone numbers. For example, if I am on the emergency list for my friend and so I go and get her children, I need to notify both parents that I'm taking their kid to the emergency room or I took their kid home sick or something of that sort. doing the school, sort of getting ready for school. So if you have a child who has been growing his or her hair out for the past two years and you decide it's good to get a buzz cut or a bob, maybe talk to the other parent about that. Otherwise, simple hair trims should be okay. Get that done before school so your child feels ready. Be flexible. As kids age, their social and developmental needs change. And this is about your child's needs, not about yours. When they're toddlers, they want you around a lot. As they get into school, they need you to facilitate play dates and get them to and from activities. As they become teenagers, you become more of, well, I would say a, a, a hotel, a really well-established hotel. They want to come home for food and sleeping, and that's where their clothing is but their priority is their social life. And it's important for them to be able to have those activities and get out there. So understanding that your child's needs change and it doesn't mean that the other parent is keeping the child from you. Um, and it doesn't mean that your child hates you. It just means that they are learning to differentiate themselves from you. And then lastly, keep informed. If your emails to the teacher aren't getting answered, make sure that you're on the schools email lists. Make sure that you are on the school's um, program where you can check grades, you can check attendance. Make sure that you go into the school and ask if it's coming up on the holidays and you haven't heard about a holiday performance, call the school and ask. What I would remind everyone is a divorce doesn't hurt children. All the studies have shown now it's not the divorce that hurts children. It's the conflict between the parents. So if you can decide to control and limit that conflict, your child's going to have a good school year and they will really appreciate how you help them through that. Yeah, and I think, Rebecca, those are all really amazing tips. And for, you know, for some people, it might seem like, hey, this information is common sense. You know, but for some people, it is a reminder to put things in perspective on how to effectively communicate with your co-parent, with your children, or with your child um, during the transition for school year, and just make it a positive experience for everyone all involved. And just to encourage the communication, like you said, silence is deafening. And that's one thing that over time, I think a lot of people think that they're doing the right thing by not saying anything. Um, but, you know, just having a positive experience and making it fun for your kids. And I think it'll help encourage, you know, people to have a better relationship. Like I said, some people get along great and some people not so much, but there's definitely really great tips in here that um, our listeners can take with them and hopefully implement in the 
coming coming soon of days of kids going back to school. So um, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. You always have such a wonderful way of communicating positive strategy for our family law department, for our clients and for potential new clients. Absolutely. And, you know, my kids are, one just graduated college and one is in the middle of college. So these times of the school, they go very quickly and enjoying what you can of it. I know it's stressful, but enjoying what you can of it, it's really a blessing to have. Exactly, exactly. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining Rebecca and I today. As usual, I'm always going to ask you to click the subscribe button wherever you are listening if you haven't done it already. Um, We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because we don't want you to miss out on an upcoming episode. Uh, Leave us a review. Tell us what you're liking from some of our first initial episodes or what you want to hear from our JBP Think Tank next. As always, if you ever need to speak to any of our attorneys, please don't hesitate to give our office a call. We are here at 303-678-0560. We hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. Happy back to school, and we'll catch you all next time.